Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're all doing well and keeping safe on this Tuesday. They're going to be talking in today's episode about Edouard Mendy's fitness and him appearing now to be ready for the game against Sevilla tonight, returning to the first team. We'll get into that straight away. Also, Chelsea's defensive stats that are quite jarring in relation to our defensive issues under Lampard. And lastly, praising the work of Timo Werner and why to me he's breaking the mould of Chelsea strikers. But before we get into any of that, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss an upload. Also hit the like button if you're enjoying the content because it helps out the channel as well. Um, also, just a quick note, if you're new to the channel, uh, tonight my Rational Perspective, which is my Chelsea review series, will be going up post a severe game. So make sure you hit that notification bell so you don't miss tonight's review after the game. Let's hope I'm talking about a positive result after the game tonight at Stamford Bridge. But let's get into the first story, which of course is about Edward Mendy. I made my team selector yesterday and there weren't a lot of team news to be honest because the press conference didn't really reveal who was fit, who wasn't. I assumed based on Lampard's comments uh, after Southampton that Mendy wasn't fit and I just went with Caballero in goal. Um, I definitely suggest you still go and watch that team selector will be up in the cards um, because I do talk about the game in depth and, and talk about my team because I think the rest of the team I think is still relevant but this was massive news and it's, it's so typical. I went on social media straight after and saw this story from Matt Law right here in the Telegraph. Uh, Chelsea to give Edouard Mendy late fitness test ahead of severe clash after the goalkeeper returns to training early. Apparently Mendy trained on Sunday and yesterday as well, giving him a chance for tonight's game. And Simon Johnson tweeting this uh, last night. The footage from training already looks promising, but I've been told that Edouard Mendy is in the CFC squad tonight to face Sevilla. It's a massive boost for Chelsea, it really is. And I spoke last night about wanting to keep that continuity within that back line and returning to the back line that started against uh, Crystal Palace. What an amazing boost it would be if Mendy was there as well. So you could literally play the same back five that started against Crystal Palace because I think I want to see that consistently. I want to see that given a chance because they performed so well and so resolutely in that game. I know they did, they weren't faced with much that game in an attacking sense, but you want to see that consistently because if that turns out to be the consistent back four, that's good. That's potentially where Chelsea can improve their defensive issues. Of course, there's going to be a decision over his fitness, but I'd be stunned if he isn't starting. If he's in the squad with goalkeepers, it's a really rare occurrence where you change your goalkeeper within a game. A preseason friendly, that goalkeeper is sent off and you have to replace him within the game or he gets injured. Really rare occurrence uh, when that happens. So I think Mendy being in the squad means I think he'll be starting and I'd be stunned if he isn't. Um, and that's a massive boost for Chelsea because Mendy now being the first choice goalkeeper after the problems of Kepa, I think it's another massive opportunity for him to uh, get confidence confidence, get assurance as Chelsea's main goalkeeper. And I think having that consistency and chemistry at the back, this is a great opportunity for Frank Lampard to test that defence to start against Crystal Palace with Thiago Silva being fit as well against a really good Sevilla side. So let's hope Mendy is going to start tonight's game. Please let me know your opinions on this breaking news last night in the comments below. And I want to move on now to yesterday's press conference because Frank Lampard, of course, was being asked about Chelsea's defensive issues. And he brought up these stats uh, about Chelsea conceding very few shots last season in comparison to the other top teams and that's sort of jarring with you know how many goals Chelsea conceded last year and the reasoning behind that. Now Newman who's a great stats account for Chelsea stats and also a great YouTuber as well definitely suggest you go and follow his work uh, tweeted this just after Frank Lampard made those comments in the press conference. I just checked the stats. Chelsea conceded the second least shots 322 and Man City conceded the fewest 280 but 16.77% of the shots that Chelsea conceded 
United results in a goal which ranks them at number one. And in expected Chelsea here, another great uh, stats account uh, for Chelsea related uh, data that I definitely suggest you go and follow too. And um, this is him looking at those same stats and saying under Frank Lampard, Chelsea have conceded very few shots and have put up the kind of numbers that are typical of a high pressing team. The average shot quality is slightly higher than average, but this is perfectly normal. This is part and parcel of the high pressing style. Like every style, pressing high up the pitch has its own benefits and disadvantages. It helps teams play a truly dominant style of football, but it also means the average quality of chances conceded is higher than average. Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City all follow this pattern. Now, firstly, the thing I want to say is football, of course, is not played on a piece of paper. And uh, that's something that's rejected instantly when you bring up stats like XG, expected goals or other data like this. Um, the eye test, I think, is very relevant. You know, if you watch Chelsea like you did on Saturday, it feels very chaotic. It feels like we give away a lot of shots and a lot of chances, even though the stats from last season show the opposite. And then you're sort of looking at why are Chelsea conceding so many goals? I think the obvious one is Kepa. When you're expected to concede about 41 goals and then end up conceding 54, I mean, I think you have to look at Kepa and Kepa's stats last season were historically bad. So I think that obviously needs to be taken into consideration. And that's why Chelsea have gone out and bought Edward Mendy this season and why it's such a problem position Chelsea need to rectify. And you hope this season, those numbers will naturally improve with Mendy in goal and um, sort of just being average in terms of conceding the amount of goals we're expected to concede. Um, and also the quality of opportunities we concede. I mean, I do think at times last season and a lot of the time with Chelsea, as you saw again on Saturday, which is why I think you have to put criticism not only to Lampard, but to the defenders, the quality of chances we give up is really high. So the likelihood of a goal probably goes up uh, more than usual. Um, of course, that doesn't sort of excuse sort of longer shots that Kepa lets in. But at the same time, if you're giving away so many times last season where the amount of goals we concede, where the, the striker, the, the scorer of the goal for the opposition is so close to the goal. I mean, that was so much the case where our defenders got isolated. It became very easy one-on-ones, you know, being overrun in midfield. That was such a consistent theme last season. So I think you have to give that also, it's the risk-reward. This is what expected Chelsea was talking about in terms of a high-pressing system, the risk-reward element of that and sort of being a high-pressing team. I mean, I don't think this team under Lampard will ever be the watertight historic team of 0-4-0-5. I think that team will never be beaten, in truth, in terms of its defensive sort of resilience and how impressive that was. Um, I don't think it will be as rigid as the 14-15 team under Jose Mourinho where we won the league. I, I don't think it will be even the Antonio Conte team because I think either football in some ways has moved on from that in terms of defensive resilience, in terms of the way teams go about sort of the way they play football in terms of being more progressive in recent years. That's sort of becoming more prominent in the Premier League. Um, but I also think there needs to be sort of that balance. It was interesting to me, Lampard yesterday in the press conference said he doesn't refer to himself as an attacking manager, which I think was a really interesting thing for him to say because I think all of us would disagree with that, just looking at the style of football he wants to play. Um, and he talks a lot of the time about being flexible. Now, I don't think, I think the evidence just based on what I've seen I don't think Frank is a very reactive manager I think at times he will be defensive based on the type of op opponent he comes up against which I think we hope to see a bit more of for Chelsea to control games but at the same time I think it's it is that risk reward of the style of football Lampard wants to implement. And I, I do back it, but I think there needs to be the understanding of improvement on set piece and transitions. And I understand this team, when you're playing the style of football, you are always opening yourself up to that risk. And it's the risky style of football that Liverpool have played that has been exposed recently. And I think you have to understand that that's just the case when you're playing this style of football. 
but I still think it needs to be improvement. Even if we are conceding uh, fewer shots and, you know, you could put all the blame on Kepa, I think you have to see a full season without Kepa in goal, maybe Mendy, and see if those stats improve. But you still need to balance that with the eye test, which we do look shambolic. We do look overrun in midfield at times, and that still needs to be rectified. I don't think you can put it all down to the keeper. Maybe we'll be proven wrong this season with Mendy in the team, and that improves drastically for Chelsea, and that is the key answer. I think we'll have to wait and see. But please let me know your opinions on these stats in the comments below. And lastly, we want to talk about Timo Werner. Of course, brilliant performance on Saturday. Two goals and an assist. And uh, just this heat map. And I've referenced this before in terms of Kai Havertz, but Chelsea doing this really cool uh, statistical debrief, basically, of every game for Chelsea. I think it's a good thing to sort of look at after a game if, you, if you're someone who's interested in the stats of a game and sort of uh, player information and player performances. Uh, but this is the heat map from Timo Werner. And I think why this is so relevant, I wrote a piece on this uh, before the season started, why to me, Timo Werner has to and I think will break the mold of Chelsea strikers and that piece I wrote on my blog was very much about Diego Costa, Didier Drogba, sort of the profile of Chelsea strikers, Olivier Giroud, the more bulkier physical strikers that you play more direct to and how Werner is a lot more versatile. His movement is a lot more different to those players. And I think this heat map shows you that. And you look at all three goals on Saturday, which of course, uh, Timo Werner scoring two of them and setting up the last one. So had a massive involvement in all three goals. All different. You know, the first one coming from the left, the second one, a more direct run from the Jorginho, brilliant pass over the top. And the third one coming in from the right to set up Kai Havertz. And I think that just shows you the dynamic movement of Timo Werner and why he's so different to other Chelsea strikers. And sure, there is that option to play him on the left, but even when you play him up top, moving all across the pitch and shifting in and out of position, sometimes he'll pop up on the left as almost a left winger and, and then someone has to go in the middle there. And I think that's an important thing this season, whether that's Kai Havertz, whether that's Mason Mount, whether that's Christian Pulisic, someone has to sort of go into the position that Timo Werner vacates to, to give us an option up top. But at the same time, seeing that dynamic movement is so hard to counteract against. And I think it's such a big threat for Chelsea moving forward. And I think it's the type of striker that is going to elevate Lampard's style of play. You know, if he wants to play a high pressing style, I think Werner will give him that the versatility of movement with the other attackers we have on the pitch I think is absolutely massive I also think it was interesting from this debrief on Saturday that the German registered the highest pass completion rate 92% of those players who started the game and for a player at the top of the pitch that's really impressive that isn't like a centre-back you know passing to the other centre-back and it's almost always the case when a striker picks up the ball he's under pressure from defenders and to be able to have that and have the link up play hold up play and be able to interlink with fellow attackers I think is so impressive because that's a part of Werner's game that has been criticised. You know, he isn't as good as, you know, linking up play, the passing of, of his game. But I think that's been quite impressive too. So I think that bodes so well for Chelsea moving forward. And I think it bodes so well that he has this movement that I think is going to allow Chelsea to attack in a variety of different ways. And I think it's very much, you know, linked up with the other players we've bought this summer uh, from Hakim Ziyech to Kai Havertz as well. And even Ben Chilwell. I think sometimes you see, you know, Werner goes a little bit more central and, you know, Chilwell sort of goes up to almost left wing at times and I think that's really exciting for Chelsea moving forward of course as we've been speaking about it's, it's the balance between attack and defence that Chelsea still need to rectify this season um, but I think this is it, it's so exciting to see what Werner's going to do this season because I think now in that central position with the movement with the confidence with the clinical finishing with the speed I think he's going to score so many goals this season so please let me know your opinions on Timo Werner and his great movement and his clinical finishing how many goals do you think Werner will score this season for Chelsea please let me know in the comments below but that is it for this episode of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys for taking the time to watch it. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss an upload. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again. <laughs>